0: Hello, and welcome to Binge or Purge Streaming Reviews. I am your host, Demo. My co host is Joe Taylor. This is episode 43. How you doing, man? I'm good. Okay. Me too. I have big news from the world of Netflix. Okay. You know how you go on there and you're searching for something to watch and it starts auto-playing the first thing that pops up, the trailer? I hate that. Everyone hates it. So Netflix heard about it and you can go into your settings now and turn that off.
1: No kidding. It's
0: and it's so easy to do. I'm like, you go right into your profile and it's just right there. And guess what's also right there, and apparently he's been there since 2014, I didn't even know this, shutting off auto-playing to the next episode. So
1: you can watch the credits if you
0: want. You can want. watch the credits and I have to like find the, where is it, where is it? Now if only the other streaming services would adopt this policy. I'm looking at you, Amazon and Hulu, you guys are notorious for jumping to the next thing. Yeah. All right? But... It's on Netflix. It's an easy, easy fix. It'll make your life so much happier. You don't have to get, you know, bombarded with like, oh my God, make it stop.
1: These are two features of Netflix that I hate. We've mentioned them both before, and now you're saying that they can both be turned off. Very easily. It's it's a blessing.
0: Thank you, Netflix.
1: That's <laughs> all we need to do for this episode. Good night, everybody. Yeah, bye.
0: There you go. <laughs> what did you get in this episode? We got the answer to how to fix the Netflix problems. Yeah. Let's, let's go. I'm done. Our
1: work here is done.
0: Our work here never really started. Right, but let's get to a, a review. What do you say? Sure. Okay, I'll go first. I have Honey Boy, Shia LaBeouf. Shia LaBeouf. It's on Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon bought it. I think it's Sundance. So and it got a. It was an indie. Yeah, it was an indie. They got a theatrical distribution, but it's theirs. That's what's qualifying it for me to say I can review it because Amazon bought it. It's exclusively for their channel. And though it got a theatrical release just a few months ago, it's already available. So, and we talked about this
1: before. Sometimes the streaming services will four-wall, they call it, a uh, a movie. That means they'll basically pay to have it screen in New York and LA just so it's eligible. Because if it runs for seven days, it's
0: eligible for it. Right, and they wanted to get some awards out of it. I don't think it got nominated for anything. Did it get nominated for any Independent Spirit Awards? Yeah, yeah, lots of them. All right, cool. Not to jump the gun, but I've seen this, and I love it. It should have gotten nominated for more stuff. Okay, all right. Well, it stars Shia LaBeouf, Noah Jupe, Lucas Hedges, FKA Twigs. So hot. She's a singer from Britain. Sure. I guess. That's what it said about Super her. Hot. I'd never heard of her before, and uh, a comedian that we know—not personally, but we've seen around doing stand-up all the time—Byron Bowers. Yeah. Said, did I say it right? Yep. Yeah, that's him. He's in it too. Also, I should mention Natasha Leone is in it, but she's not really in it. She just does a phone call as a voiceover. Oh yeah, you hate her. She's grown on me. I'm I'm trying to be a lot more accepting of Natasha Leone in my life. Okay. But she's just in a phone call because I saw her in the credits and I'm like, she's not in this, but she is. Uh, she's, she yeah. just does a voiceover.
1: It's a great scene in, in that movie. There's a lot of good scenes in this. I love Lucas Hedges, by the way.
0: Great actor. Yeah. Great Manchester actor. by the Sea, also yep. Amazon. You know, anyway, sorry, go ahead. But what is this movie, you ask? It's Shia LaBeouf's autobiography, basically, of him growing up with his crackpot, abusive father. And you go, why is Shia LaBeouf always in trouble with the law and a disaster? And and then this movie pretty much explains why. And you're like, oh, I get it. Now, he wrote this as therapy and rehab. Yeah. So its I don't know if that's the first thing ever written in rehab to make it to the big screen. I'm sure no, not, definitely but I mean, not. Definitely not. Definitely I, I <laughs> not. As all a scripts, Star Wars fan,
1: <laughs> how could you say that?
0: I was going to say, I think all scripts start in rehab at some point, don't oh, they? Yeah.
1: Well, you don't have anything else to do you with it. You know that.
0: what I mean? It's yeah. like everybody that's crazy is in rehab, and they're all, you know, Hollywood, come yeah, on. Sure. So it's not the first thing to make it out there. So if you want to know, like, how did Shia LaBeouf end up the way he is, this is a great look into it. Okay. Shia LaBeouf plays his father, his own father in real life. Right. And then he has two versions of himself. The modern day version is Lucas Hedges and the younger 12 year old version is Noah Jupe. Noah Jupe is the best part of this. This kid, I thought, gave a great performance as the young Shia. Yeah, for sure. I I would say the performances across the board are pretty stellar in this. It's the reason to watch it. As a movie, I don't think it's like incredible. You know, it's fine. But I think it's all about the performances, and LaBeouf is, wow, what a portrait of just of a disaster of a person. Yeah. He's like a like a former rodeo clown. Yeah. You're like, is this that's for true. real? It's true. It's a Vietnam vet, rodeo clown, hippie. Yeah. That's like growing weed on the side of the 101. Yeah, raising a child actor. And it's never explained why he's with him and not his mother which I thought would be strange. Like, why are you? Why is your mother not raising you? I don't understand this relationship. Obviously, they split, and somehow he got some custody of Shia.
1: Well, that was the phone call scene, I think. It sounds like she didn't want anything to do with them. You think? Which is one of the saddest parts of the... I mean, this is a very sad movie. Oh,
0: yeah. Um, it is not uplifting in any way. It's depressing.
1: Yeah, but fantastically uh, well-written and directed yeah. by... Alma Hadir, Alma Harrell. Alma Harrell. Yeah. Yes. Oh, and they filmed this, by the way, they filmed this like two miles from here. Yeah, just pink. you can
0: tell just down the street. <laughs> it, yeah. I know where we do this and I know what the movie looked like and I would not be surprised. The Pink Motel. Is that where it was? On the
1: I think it's on San Fernando or Clybourne or something. Because as yeah. I'm
0: watching, I'm like, what part of the valley did they, you know?
1: Oh, 100%. You can tell it's the valley, yeah. It's not far from the studios and stuff, so I wonder if they actually lived there when he was filming like the Disney stuff, because that's pretty close. I believe he said he grew up in Echo Park. I don't know if this was Echo Park, though. It didn't seem like no, Echo Park no, to me. No, no. This is like uh, Arlita, or like uh, technically Burbank, probably. Anyway, nobody outside of our uh, five miles from here cares. But, no, they don't.
0: But, but it, for us, it really hits home. Hits you're like, home, man. I can smell the L.A. River in this movie.
1: Or you can smell it in this apartment. <laughs> anyway. We are
0: we are dangerously close to the L.A. River. Oh, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. So if you were like anyway a Shia LaBeouf fan or just like, you know, curious about how he ended up the way he is, this is a really well-done portrait of a father-son relationship and how destructive it can be. I think it's worth your time. It's one hour and 34 minutes, nice and short, and uh, it's a binge. Yeah, I totally
1: agree. Um, I don't love the posters for the movie, though, with the chicken on it, the chicken or the pie in the face. kid. You're like, what is this? Yeah. But I also, yeah. I wanted to say I've um, I've heard Shia uh, share his uh, his story before. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a very earnest, interesting guy. Oh, yeah. And I wish him all the best.
0: I used to hate his guts and be like, "What a punk!" And we remember he had that art installation where you could go in. Oh yeah, he's and, weird. And he's berate him. You could literally walk in and berate him for like five minutes. Yeah,
1: yeah. People did.
0: People did. Oh, there was there was lines across the block, <laughs> <was> right? Like... <laughs> Just so you can go yell at Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. So I got to give the guy credit. He's he's an avant garde artist. Yeah, he, he is, really he's is. The he's out there. He's a the heck of an actor too. He is. So and props an, to and him. A nice guy. Is he? Have you ever met him? Yeah. I just said. I wasn't listening. No. I don't listen to anything you say, man. Uh, I just fine. take it in and it goes wherever.
1: He's a very earnest, sincere guy trying to figure. I mean, being a child actor, I think we've all figured out by now really messes you up. Yeah. Uh, and he's trying to make his way through that. I so. think there's
0: Ron Howard and the rest are on uh, Skid Row. Isn't that it? Child actors that made it. I guess. Right? Yeah. Ron Howard in good night, folks. Yeah. What about Jodie Foster? Anyway, let's move on.
1: Okay. Uh, so Honey Boy's a binge. Now you've got, some, let's do your next thing next and then I'll do my big thing at the end.
0: All right. Truth be told, Joe, I was crunched for time this week. Sure. All right. It's no joke. And I was like, I need something. I need something to review fast. I need something quick. And lo and behold, I found something that's only 17 minutes long. It is and <laughs> oh, that, only, only, <laughs> only 17 minutes long. And that is David Lynch's What Did Jack Do? It's a short that he made in 2016 that premiered at some festival in France. Netflix picked it up for some reason a couple weeks ago and put it out there. I don't know what for. I don't know who the audience this is for, except maybe prisoners in Guantanamo Bay. (laughs) I'm pretty sure this qualifies as an enhanced interrogation technique. Yeah, except they might put him to sleep. I thought they were supposed to try and keep him awake. You put this on a loop, man, and it's like it, it would it would it will brainwash you. Right? <laughs> it is it is in black and white. They put a, a one of those like phone filters on it, like an old-timey thing to make it look, you know, oh, it was made in the 1930s or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just David Lynch sitting next to a monkey and he's interviewing the monkey. He's in- interrogating interrogating him, right? the monkey yeah. at some you know. Oh, we 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 got you know, and the monkey talks, okay. But the monkey's got the the lips like the clutch cargo. The CGI. No, there's no CGI. Oh. It's not CGI. At all. It's like clutch cargo. Like the thing that Conan O'Brien used to do. The bit, you know, where he'd have like Arnold Schwarzenegger on. Ah, jingle all the way. Ah.
1: Oh, they cut out. Yeah. And they do
0: Bill Clinton. woohoo! You remember. They yeah. cut out the mouth and they superimpose it on the image. Yeah, CG. that's not CGI. It's not CGI, okay, Joe. All right, all right, whatever. It's stuff that they were using in 1960s cartoons. Okay. That's not CGI. It didn't exist.
1: I know what you're talking about. Go right
0: on. It's just superimposing one image on the other. So anyway, they got some weird guy. I can't tell if it's Lynch or not, who's doing the voice of the monkey. And this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen.
1: I watched uh, approximately two and a half minutes of this, and I turned it off. And I thought, this would be great to review on the podcast. And I thought, it's not worth it. It's not 17 minutes. You want to know
0: why it's worth it, Joe? Because I needed something!
1: Yeah, sure, I needed
0: something so I could go, okay, I watched two things this week.
1: Yeah, this this thing... (laughs) sucks mightily so bad. If you're a David Lynch fan, you still wouldn't even like it.
0: I don't know what the appeal is, but I mean, this is all him. You know, he's like, he did the set decoration, the sound design. He wrote, directed, edited the whole thing. Now, my favorite part about this whole thing is the end credits. They dress the monkey in a suit.
1: Oh, I like that. Right? The That's monkey's funny. in a
0: suit. And at the end, you didn't see this, but he does a little musical number. Oh, maybe I'll watch. the. He does, love- he, it's yeah. about, it's about 30 seconds of him singing.
1: Do you remember, sorry, side note real quick. Do you remember the chimp shorts on TBS where they would recreate like Jaws?
0: Yes, (laughs) I do. So it's kind of (laughs) like that? It's sort of, this is so much darker and weird. But my favorite part is in the end credits where it says wardrobe provided to the monkey by pampered primates.
1: There's a whole company that does that. There's a whole
0: company (laughs) that does wardrobe for monkeys. Oh, they probably did those TBS things too. Though. I'm sure they're the go-to yeah, for yeah. monkey apparel. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, hey, we need monkey clothes. Where do we go? Well, you go to you go to Pampered <laughs> Primates or I think you're screwed, right? And that's it, right? I guess. Anyway, this is a huge waste of time. I guess if I was in college... Right, and I was like, "Hey, man, let's get effed up and watch. What did Jack do? This might be entertaining for a little bit. I mean, if you're tripping, right? You know, oh my God, the monk is talking with the crazy mouth. Yeah, you mean if you're on on hard drugs? You're hard saying hard drugs. Yes. I think maybe that's the audience. And I said prisoners at Guantanamo Bay. Definitely not anyone with uh, any sense of uh, of time in their life. Or- Seventeen minutes ripped away. What did Jack do? Purge. Yeah.
1: yeah, this thing sucked for sure. If you want to watch David Lynch movies, watch Mulholland, Mulholland Drive. Yeah. You're
0: done. Yeah, that's it. Don't watch this crappy, short, we- all right. weird thing. Right, Joe. Okay. Talk with me. What do you got? I'm very excited. I know you are. I've been talking about this all week on the phone. I'm just, I'm happy that I we're going to do this to get it over with.
1: Demo and I talk on the phone uh, every day for at least an hour. This um, <laughs> is... <laughs> This is can you a, imagine? No. Oh, no. God, God, I, I, I know. I myself. This is one of the first uh, Netflix original series. This came out in August of 2014. Now, this review might be super long, and it might be full of uh, personal anecdotes. So just buckle up, okay? I'm in. I don't know if you smoke or not, but you can go out and smoke if I you don't. want. I don't. Okay. I had just moved to L.A. In, at the end of June in 2014. I was renting a room, and I didn't have a TV. All I had was my laptop. So Netflix was like all I could watch for a while when this thing came out, and I I watched the whole season in like a weekend. This is BoJack Horseman. I'm going to say right at the top, I think this is the best Netflix original show. And before you shake your head, Thrillist.com and Uproxx both agree with me. It's one of the most critically acclaimed Netflix shows, although not right out of the gate. So right now this has a 93 with the critics and 95 with the people. Um, I mean, compare it to Orange is the New Black, Stranger Things, Glow, some of the other stuff that we've really liked. This is better, I think, than any of those.
0: Well, look it, it's 2020 and it's been going since 2014. Yeah. That's rare for Netflix to even go this long with any kind of show.
1: Yeah. There's 77 episodes. Seasons one through five were 12 episodes. Season six was 16 episodes split in half. The second uh, half, the eight episodes just came out. Now I know what you're thinking because you're so good at math. That's not 77. That's 76. There was a Christmas special that was filmed as the show horsing around that he
0: was on. So let me say what this is about. Can I stop you before you get into it? Yeah. Just one thing. Sure. First of all, you're always coming down on me for liking anything animated. Yeah. And now you're telling me your favorite thing on Netflix is an animated show? It's the exception that proves the rule, man. Why don't you describe what it is? Because you've seen a few of them, but not all of them. I'm not done talking about okay. what I want to talk oh, about. Go ahead. Go also, fun fact, my good friend, Laura Guten peterson was a writer on season one of this show. So I was there when she goes, I go, what are you working at? She goes, oh, I'm doing some animated show called BoJack Horseman. And I'm like, what? She goes, yeah, it's going to be on Netflix. And this one, you were like, don't you just wish you could get on a network show? Like, what's Netflix going to do for yeah. you? You know, and now it's just like, it's crazy how times have changed. But anyway, she wrote episode 10 called One Trick Pony and I, she was on for the first season. Oh, no kidding. Yep. So, props to her. We should have had her call in. We didn't even really talk about it till yesterday, but I know, but uh she's busy. She's got yeah. two kids. She's got a life. Okay. She ain't well, got time to call into a podcast. Good for her. Again, that's Laura Gutten Peterson, a good friend, great writer. She currently writes on Blackish. Oh, no kidding. Yep. Okay, cool.
1: Let, let's first of all say what this is about. You tell me what you think it's about cuz you've only seen a few of them.
0: Okay. Bojack Horseman lives in uh, Hollywood. He's like half horse, half human. He's like a horse with human properties. Yeah, horseman. Got it. Got it. Okay. And he's kind of a has-been in Hollywood. Right? He was famous for a while, and now he's trying to get his career back. Is that it? Yeah. He's basically Dave Coulier,
1: and he wears the same sweaters as Dave Coulier. From uh, Full House. And he was on a show that was a lot like Full House called Horsin' Around where he raises three orphans. It was a sitcom in the 80s or uh, 90s, sorry. Now everything has kind of passed him by and he doesn't have much of a career. He has a lot of money, but uh, his uh, celebrity is fading and he's a has-been. This show is so funny. Uh, It's half an hour episodes, by the way. So funny, but also gets... Super dark. But before we get to that, let me tell you who's been on this show. Who's our lead? I know
0: who our lead is, but let's tell everybody. Will Arnett. Yes. Plays BoJack Jack? I'd say it's his signature part, wouldn't you? And You would say Arrested Development. Joe, right? It's a toss-up between the two. Between the two, I would say. So that and Batman.
1: Uh, Yeah. His Lego Batman is great. Sure. Here's the thing about Will Arnett. Uh, A lot of his story is uh, kind of permeates this show with the uh, he's been very open about this I'm not outing anybody but his uh, story about sobriety and uh, kind of going in and out of it uh, shows up in the show now, he doesn't write for the show but I know they took some of his personal stuff and it's it's very it comes off very honest because of that anyway here's some other people in the show these are the five main characters Will Arnett plays Bojack Amy Sedaris plays uh, Princess Carolyn who is a cat who plays his agent Alison Brie who we love from mm-hmm. from Glow and Community. She plays uh, this Asian writer. She was ghostwriting his uh, autobiography. In the Diane Nigren. Diane Wen.
0: No, it says Diane Nigren.
1: It's N G U Y E N. It's Wen. It's, it's an Asian thing.
0: That's not Nigren?
1: Wen. They pronounce it Wen. <sighs> wow. Anyway. Look what I know. Nothing. <laughs> I'm going to go. Aaron Paul from uh, your favorite show, uh, Walking Dead,
0: or not Walking, Dead, Jesus. Walking Dead, Breaking Bad, what's wrong with you? Walking Bad. (sighs) Don't you disrespect Breaking Bad on my podcast. Fine.
1: He plays Todd, who's this, like, loser who lives on BoJack's couch, and uh, Paul F. Tompkins, who's a comedian who is so funny. I don't know why he's not more popular. He plays Mr. Peanut Butter, who's a dog. And again, all of these people, all the animals and humans are completely interchangeable. Which I think is its its own message in a way, because there are also animals that are like pets, but then there's the same animal that's like a, a human version. So it's very it's a little bit confusing actually. But Kristen Shaw. Yeah. No. She, okay. I got the list right I, here. I got the list too. Okay. Diedrich Bader, Pat Oswalt, of course. J.K. Simmons, Stanley Tucci, Rami Malek, Stephanie Beatriz, Margot Martindale is on it like a lot, which they always refer to her as character actress Margot Martindale, which is kind of funny. Uh, Lisa Kudrow, Olivia Wilde, Jessica Biel, Kristen Chenoweth, everybody, everyone's in Swank, this, right? I, I got the more. Point? Alan Arkin, Andre Brower, Keegan Michael Key, Ed Helms, Max Greenfield, Weird Al Zach Yankovic, Zach Braff, Yankovic, Zach Braff, Get the pronunciation right. Ken Jeong, Fred Savage, Lorraine Bracco, Angelica Houston, Stephen Colbert. All right. Don't make me. Don't make me play. What did Jack do right let now? Me keep, let me keep. I got like four more pages. <sighs> Lynn Manuel Miranda, John Krasinski uh jamie presley felicity huffman melissa leo lance bass john daly whoopi goldberg uh chris parnell judy greer paul giamatti harvey firestein horatio sands janine garofalo i'm gonna cut all of this paul mccartney wiz khalifa tim gunn eva longoria cindy crawford you like cindy crawford
0: hey guys i think i'm gonna go and get something to eat
1: Ali Wong, Greg Kinnear. uh, Let's see, Ricky Gervais. We're losing listeners. The two listeners that we have: Amy Schumer, Jay Moore, (sighs) RuPaul. I know you like RuPaul. Tim Meadows, uh, Martin Short. I read one out of eighty of this. On this is five pages long. Anyway, everyone's done this show. Everyone, except for me and you, for some reason. Clearly, oh my God, that list. Seriously, dude, it's incredible. So let's talk about what the show is about. These are the themes of the show. Okay. I'm not going to get into plot. I feel like you did a lot of research for this one. You clearly
0: love this show. Look at my notes. Oh, my God. I I don't want to look at those notes. Okay,
1: here's the themes that appear in this show. Number one, the fear that your best days are behind you. Ouch, right? Yeah, I know. Keep going. (laughs) Knowing right from wrong, but doing the wrong thing anyway. Ooh. Depression, Mm -hmm. addiction, Mm -hmm. divorce, Mm -hmm. celebrity, change, aging loneliness, guilt from getting the opposite of what you deserve. This shows dark, dude. I don't know how else to say it. It's so funny, but it's also so dark. Here's an example of when it was funny. There's an establishing shot of a hospital, right? Like a shot of the outside of the hospital before yeah. they go in. An
0: establishing shot. Yeah. Yes. I know
1: that you know what it is, but okay. in that shot, the uh, EMTs are pushing a gurney with a possum on it and the possum wakes up and starts kicking and then it just cuts to the inside of the thing. This thing is chock full of animal puns. Everything is an animal pun. Every poster. Because a possum plays dead.
0: Is that what we're going with here? That's the thing. No,
1: but there's other stuff too. I mean, everything is uh, is a pun. All the stores, all the TV shows, all the actors—they're all named. You know, they all have funny names like animal puns. Gotcha. You know? Got it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and there's a, a bunch of really good runners too. So this show in the first season. Uh, somebody steals the D from the Hollywood sign, so it just says Hollywood, mm-hmm. and that lasts through the whole series. And so they read a magazine called The Hollywood Reporter. Like Hollywood just changes its name instead of replacing the sign, which is kind of funny. Oh, uh, that is clever. Yeah. So, <laughs> ha ha! So this was created by Raphael Bob-Waksberg, and it's animated. I mean, the kind of chief uh, visual person is Lisa Hanawalt, now, I heard them give a talk at Nerd Melt in 2014 about this show. I was also in a writing class at the time, and we were supposed to write spec scripts. And I said, I want to write a spec of BoJack Horseman. And nobody knew what I was talking about. And I said, trust me, you will. This show is going to be great. So I wrote a spec of it. I entered it into several writing contests. And most of them uh, had, you know, didn't know what it was. Except for the final draft, uh, big break contest, which out of seven thousand entrants, I made it into the top three. I have to go to the awards. At Paramount, I didn't win, but uh, this show means a lot to me for a lot of different reasons.
0: Clearly, so uh, it's a fantastic. I'm very show. happy for you. I, my my tone Thank says you. differently, but I, I'm glad you you found a show that he you truly speaks to you.
1: Yeah, that was the so far the high point of my writing career, but it did open a lot of doors for me. Uh, real quick. Also, the soundtrack is fantastic. The music supervisor is Jesse Novak, B.J. Novak's brother. You know who that is? Yep. From the Office, mm-hmm. plays Ryan. Yes. This introduced me to bands like Imperial Mammoth, a bunch of like indie rock stuff. Fantastic soundtrack. It's worth watching just for that. Okay, let's talk about the some of the top moments in the show, real quick. Yeah. Please. Uh, There's an episode where Bojack gives a eulogy for his uh, deceased mother that is basically a one-shot for 30 minutes of of him giving eulogy. Here's what I'm getting at. This show breaks every rule of animation, of filmmaking, of TV making. There's a whole episode with just him at the podium. That's it. Okay. And it's fantastic. I I know you haven't seen that one, but it's good. There's also an episode that takes place... Entirely underwater. There's
0: no dialogue. There's a dialogue-free episode of this show. So this show really takes some risks. Yes. But can it? Because it's on Netflix. It's not. It's not stuck in like a network vibe where it has to meet these, you know, criteria. Pretty much can do whatever it wants, right? Exactly. Because it's kind of flying under the radar, but it's clearly popular enough to get everybody in Hollywood to be on it. Yeah. I'm convinced to watch this show.
1: I think I will actually watch it. Here's the thing. If you get into it, you're in for the whole thing,
0: and it is dark, man. I have no problem with anything that's dark. I just need it to be good. You make it sound like dark is a bad thing.
1: I don't know. I love it. It's totally right up my alley. I don't know if it's up yours, but it is super funny. I'm not making the case for how funny it is on this uh, review, but it is super, super funny. This is a total, total binge. And uh, just ended on Netflix, and... uh, Farewell, Bo Jack Horseman. Thank you for the six seasons of uh, great content.
0: Joe, I just have one question. Okay. What? Is anyone still listening? If you're still listening to this, you are a true binger purge fan. You knew this was gonna be an in-depth I, I, review. They, but they don't know. Our audience doesn't know that. They're like, okay, it'll be a quicker. It's okay. It's okay. This is what this is a this is a gimme joe. This I've been looking
1: gimme. forward to this for six years. I know, years. and right.
0: we're we're you know, we're uh, satiating mm-hmm. you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. Thanks for indulging me. All right, let's wrap this up, man. Okay. Okay. We have Honey Boy on Amazon Prime, the Shia LaBeouf story. It's a binge from both of us. Yep. Then we have on Netflix, What Did Jack Do? David Lynch's 17-minute nightmare of a (laughs) I don't know what happened in his life that would make him think this is something he wants to show people. Yeah. That's a purge. And finally, well, I'll let you finish. And finally,
1: BoJack Horseman, I think the greatest Netflix original series
0: of all time. All right. There you go, everyone. Joe's big opus. This was, yeah, this was really my shining moment, I think. Shining. That's one way to put it. Yeah. Anyway, as always, we want to thank Jess the Facts. Jess, are you still there? Yeah, unfortunately. Is it finally over? You can follow Jess the facts on Instagram and Twitter at the Jessica Greer. And that's it for this week. For Joe Taylor, my name is Demo. This has been Binge or Purged streaming reviews. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.